This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Talking Property is proudly brought to you by the Johannesburg Social Housing Company, Josh Cove. Talking property on a Monday afternoon, as always here on Power Lunch on Power 98.7. Today we're talking about establishing a retail business. The selection of the right retail rental space is a crucial decision that can significantly impact the success of your venture. Several key factors come into play when choosing retail rent space, ranging from location to foot traffic to the lease terms you sign on to and property suitability. So understanding these considerations is essential for making informed decisions and maximizing the potential of your retail space. Let's explore the essential factors to consider when choosing retail rent space to set the stage for a prosperous retail enterprise. Joining us is property investor and author of It's More Than Just Money, Witness Mdaka. It's good to see you again. Welcome. Good to see you, Bavi. Thank you for having me. On this show, we still say Happy New Year, uh, even until November, if we haven't seen each other. I'm just letting you know. Happy New Year, Year, (laughs) Is it congratulations that's an honor? Because I know that you're working on an interesting retail space or an interesting space in the Mall of Africa. Tell us what you're up to. Yeah, so we're actually working with a company called Souk. Uh, What we do is we have recurring space that we actually visit on a month-to-month basis and we set up our store for it's more than just money we sell books we sell merchandise clothes hoodies bucket hats caps uh, it's basically us trying to see what it'd be it would be like if we would take what we do online and put it into a store we also shoot our podcast uh, it's more than just money movement for our YouTube channel. Uh, within the store, we invite the public to come and ask questions and engage engage with our guests. Very, very interesting. And so you've got, you know, obviously from this experience and no doubt from other experience, real life experience of, of looking at that retail space, particularly in a mall and thinking about how you can make it work for your business. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, definitely. So let's talk about some of the key factors that contribute to the desirability of a retail space. I've mentioned things like location, um, you know, lease terms, but what else are, are top of mind to be thought of? Yeah, I mean, obviously the biggest thing would be uh, the accessibility of the people that you want to come to your store to buy the products that mm. you are looking for. You know, it's not just about choosing a space and saying, I'm putting a store. Um, there has to be an understanding of whether or not your market will be able to have access to that particular store. And then also the design of the store itself would it be able to attract the right kind of people if they are passing and they didn't know that you had a store there. Would they be able to see it and be able to visit it? Mm. You know, So everything from the design, uh, the furniture that you have on the inside, as well as uh, the outlay of the store. Uh, basically does say uh, I'm attractive or I'm not. Let's talk a little bit about that demographic profile of the area and the impact that'll have. Mm -hmm. So demographic uh, of the area goes back to what exactly are you targeting? Are you targeting mostly, we look at, for us, we look at the fact that the people that consume 
our content and watch our stuff and buy my books are people between the ages of 24 and 25 most of the time majority of those 35 people. Yeah, yeah from 24 to 35 yeah. almost 80 percent of them so when you look at our platforms from our website to our youtube channel to our tiktok facebook instagram all those uh the people that are actually consuming our stuff it's people between the ages of 24 to 35 mm. so that tells us that the ideal person who's looking at our stuff it's the young professional right so which means the young professional is the person that we're looking at and thinking about when we are designing any work that we are working on okay yeah so that means what in terms of that aspirational spaces easily accessible through different transportation routes yeah, obviously aspirational spaces, but also speaking speaking to understanding who the person that you are designing it for yeah. is. You know, because if you don't know who you are designing it for, then you design willingly, right? And then also that speaks to the kind of merchandise we're going to have in the store as well. I mean, we worked on something uh, which we haven't uh, done yet where we are bringing in some kind of electronics, laptop bags, into our fold yeah. where people will be able to have access to those because those are the people that actually use these things. Mm. These are the professionals. These are the people that are working. you know. But another thing that we, we looked at when it came to the demographic is we realized or I realized that a lot of the people that consume our content is men. You know, so you use the word aspirational. I think that's kind of a good word because I think at that age, most men want to provide for their families. They're starting out in their jobs and they, have, they aspire to even get married. So the thing that is important to them is what kind of content are they consuming in order for them to get into business and right. produce wealth. And once they are in business, you know, are they, what kind of affinity do they have with the brand that's more than just money? And is it something they just want to buy online or do they also want to interact? Mm. And I think the element where uh, we allowed for people to be able to come and interact with our guests, that's what created the traffic for us in terms of our store. Yeah, fantastic. I think it's a very interesting ecosystem with the social media, with you know that leading to the podcast, the podcast leading to the space because you can watch the podcast being uh, recorded. It's just a very, very interesting ecosystem. But somebody else who maybe wants to have a hair salon, for example, mm -hmm. and um, you know has had quite major success in one space and would like now to move into a second location yeah. a lot of things start coming into play is my client base big enough um is my client base spread out far enough that the new location will have a similar kind of foot traffic and all of that then gives an impact to things like lease terms conditions rent amounts as well so let's delve into those aspects um, how they impact the overall feasibility and long-term success of that retail space um, that's a rented space. Yeah, so I think one has to think about the fact that if you are, let's say you spoke about a hair salon, is it a luxury hair salon? Is it a hair salon that's accessible to everybody? Mm. Are you targeting just males? Are you targeting females? Those things then come into play. And then depending on what those targets are. Like, for instance, if you're targeting, if it's a luxury hair salon, most of the time, it's not even about the food traffic. Uh, it's it's about whether or not your client base knows where you are yeah. and they can get there. You know, and then also the space has to obviously be beautiful, 
but you can't just choose a space because it's expensive because there's a difference between beautiful and expensive mm. it could be in an expensive square mile for instance you take your salon you put it in Centen or whichever place but only to find that you don't have enough clientele for you to be able to make enough money or to find that you could put it in another area that's not so luxury but the store itself looks like a luxury store right and and people are willing to go out there and have the experience i think more than anything when it comes to things that are of a service business it's more about the experience and the convenience more than the product itself mm. because i can cut my hair anywhere so i'll give you an example mm -hmm. right uh i cut my hair in tembisa i cut my hair in alexander i cut my hair at legends and i cut my hair uh at nomsas hair salon mm. i'll throw out a name mm. the reason why i like going to nomsas hair salon although i don't think it could be considered luxury yeah is because the barber there massages my head for about 15 minutes. And I've been to different barber shops, right? But that guy takes time. He even says, I know how hard you work. Relax, let mm. me massage your head. That's a different experience. Who is this guy? Where right? can I get <laughs> <laughs> But absolutely, it's about the quality so I go, I of go for that. the service. Yes, and the store where they are, I don't think they're paying as much rent as somebody who is located at like a waterfall or a sentence. So in the way that we say with residential property, location, 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 it's not necessarily exactly the same with a retail space. Okay. Location is everything. Okay. Right. But location, depending on whom you're targeting. Okay. Right. So um, it I, always comes back to that. It, it could yeah. be, it could come back to that. Yeah. I can, we could have taken our store or pop-up store and do it, let's say in Kempton Park. Right. However, it doesn't speak to what we wanted to achieve when it came to the kind of guests we wanted to come into the podcast as well. Because we have to look at it holistically. You know, will, will a guest be comfortable? If we're saying we're giving that experience of merchandise, clothing, caps, as well as podcasting, is a guest comfortable to drive to Kempton, Kempton right, Park? Right, right. Yeah. Are the professionals comfortable to drive there? Mm. Yes, we would have paid cheaper and it would probably not cost us much, but it would give us what we are looking for, so which speaks always, to leases, like yeah, what you're saying, yeah. when it comes to the kind of lease that you're looking for. Every lease can be flexible, depending on what you negotiate. Every single lease is flexible. What do you right? mean? Flexible in the sense that somebody can come to you and say, Bobby, you want to use this space? Well, it's 50,000 rands a month and you can only rent it for three years. Or you could say, I will not be able to pay 50,000 rands a month for three years. I can take it for six months, but I'll give you 70,000. How's that? So it offsets. That's a negotiation in and of itself. So whatever it is that you would have paid more over the period of three years, you forego, but for a shorter period of time, which helps you save money and which helps you also see whether or not you'd be able to thrive as a business being in that environment, because that's important as well, right? So you said somebody already has a successful business in one location. That does not automatically translate to a successful business in another location. Yeah. So, which means if I'm now wanting to take what I'm doing here to another area, I have to look at what would work in that specific area mm. and whether or not the people I'm looking for are going to be there as well. 
Let's talk about layout, physical layout and design of a retail space. I mean, we've talked a little bit about how everything comes back to who you're targeting and everything comes back to that customer experience. So let's talk a little bit about making sure that that is optimal. Okay, so... I mean, with design, a lot of things come into play, right? Obviously, the paint on the store has to be light. I always say this, whether it's in a residential property or, or an office space, you want to have a space that is welcoming to mm. everybody. And and then speaking into, looking into the kind of furniture you also bring in, you know, does it uh, tie in with the colors of the store? And then also, Design doesn't necessarily have to be done by you as the store owner. You know, you can enlist the help of people that are experienced in doing that. Uh, so for me uh, and for us, uh, we obviously had the guys at Souk uh, doing the design for us. And then we decided how to put every other thing when it comes to the furniture pieces. Yes. Yes. Souk is an interesting space. If I'm not mistaken, is it a similar concept in Rosebank? Is that was that something I, else? Uh, no, that's something else. Okay. There's only then one me, in the country. Okay, then yes. let me explain what I'm thinking of. Uh, and I think it's more this thing that I was thinking of here mm-hmm. um, about a shared retail space, right? So different brands, maybe all doing the same thing. Maybe you're all in fashion. Maybe you're all in design. Maybe you're all in cosmetics mm-hmm. under a shared retail space. What are your views on that? Okay, that's that's something else. So mm. we're all in the space at the same time. Yes. Yes, uh, that's, some, that's something else even us within it's more than just money store right we had several brands that we incorporated into into the store so one guy was selling leather bags and was also selling wallets and then like i said we've got a partner of ours that's in the electronics business so we wanted to incorporate that in and we also had some authors that say we know because we are in your store we'll be able to sell let us pay for a shelf where you're going to put our books, not just yours. Yeah. And we want to sell through that. And yes. that actually worked for, yes. for yes. them as well. Because if, it, if it's all about who you're targeting, well, everybody who comes through there has a similar goal. And so the motivational books, what they need for their electronics, all under one roof helps, yes. helps all the businesses. Yes, it helps all the businesses. And yeah, so we get to then have the benefit of we're not just selling it's more than just money products we also have other brands that are of quality that are coming into the store and making it a better experience for everyone who's Mm. coming to shop brick and mortar it's 2024 yeah people are going online 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 now if you want a a, a loaf of bread you don't even have to go to brick and mortar anymore Mm -hmm. is it is there still value in investing in retail space so that's a good question, right? And the reason why I say it's a good question is more similar to the AI question. Is, going, is AI going to replace everyone? Okay. Because online can be something you do, but it doesn't give you an experience. It's just you going online and shopping. It all depends on what you do and what you create on the ground mm. and what kind of experience people have uh, for coming to that particular store. Am I or am I not for brick and mortar? I think it's neither here nor there for me because it all depends on who you're targeting and what you're creating for them. So I've had people say to me, you've been selling your book online, right? The reason I really haven't bought it is because I actually want to be there, see the product and pay for it. So we still have predominantly a large number of people that say, I want to come in and buy. And for us, 
those are the people that came into um, all of Africa pop-up store and bought from us because we literally are doing it for those people. Absolutely. Highlight some negotiation strategies and considerations, witness, that should be taken into account when discussing retail terms and agreements in a retail space. Yeah, I think if you already have an established brand, let's say, for instance, you've built something that exists online, it gives you some sort of a negotiation power because you're saying to the landlord, I'm bringing traffic into the store. You know, I'm bringing traffic. If I'm bringing traffic to the store, I'm obviously bringing traffic to the mall, right? So that is considered and and that can work in the form of a partnership because I'm not just now a tenant. I'm a tenant that's also helping all the other tenants within the the mall bring in some food traffic. So you'd be able to negotiate the rent? Yes. Okay. You can be able to. It, it's about value. Right. What is it that you are bringing? You know, there are people that can come and compete for the same space as you, right? And those people would be declined and you would get it because of who you are. Right. And because of what your name represents. Mm. So because you have that, you have to use that to your advantage and use it for negotiation, right? It's one of the things. And then secondly, looking at the fact that you don't necessarily have to take a large space. You can negotiate for a smaller space, pay smaller and grow your business from there. Because I think the mistake that we make as entrepreneurs or business people is that you want, you think because it's big, then I'm doing well. Not necessarily. It all boils down to will I be able to cover the rental and will I be able to sell what I'm looking to sell to my customers. Very, very important information there. How do we get hold of you if we'd like some coaching, if we'd like to purchase some of this merchandise? Yeah. So www.witnessmdaka.com on uh, on my website. That is my website. I'm Witness Mdaka on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And then they can subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's more than just money. Fantastic. Uh, property investor and author of It's More Than Just Money, Witness Mdaka, talking to us about things to consider when choosing retail rent space. Thanks for your time. Talking Property was proudly brought to you by the Johannesburg Social Housing Company, Josh Co. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.